Come on, let's ask God to prepare our hearts. God, we uh, thank You that we can come around Your Word and that You want to plant Your Word in our hearts so we can also trust You to prepare our hearts. Will You do that right now? Will You soften our hearts? Uh, if there is anything that's overwhelmed us, um, got us stressed out or even made our heart hard, will You soften that now so Your Word can be planted deep into it and that we'd not only be hearers of Your Word, we'd be doers of it. God, we want to do Your will. It's our desire, so we submit to You. We resist the devil. We thank You that he has to flee. Pray hedge of protection on us and our children. Pray in this hedge of protection that You would bring freedom into our life, direction. You'd minister to us, and You'd bring salvation. If anyone is without hope in this place, will You draw them unto Yourself by Your grace now? Knock on the door of their heart so they can open up that door and receive You as their Savior. In Jesus' name. Everyone believe it said? Amen. Awesome. You guys can take your seats. Good morning. It's good to be in the house. Listen, we've prayed over the fed cook and mince. So anyone who eats it will fall more in love with Jesus. They'll taste it and say, thank you, Jesus, for this fed cook and mince. Uh, that's saying for 25 bucks. We thought we'd, we're in this winter season, have a bit of fun, uh, give you an opportunity to get connected, get some food. And of course, the coffee is good as well. Um, and so I encourage you to get that. Um, then for Dream Team, sign up. I encourage you to uh, use the form. It's pretty simple. And the, there will be buckets at the back as you go out. If you're not clear on what you want to do, just put your name down. Um, It's crazy how much you learn when you need to know. And of course, we learn on a need to know basis. Anyone ever remember being in class and the teacher said, tomorrow you're writing a test and this is what you need to study. All of a sudden, you're the best student in the world. You're taking notes. You're photocopying the the book of the girl who sat next to you who took notes. Anyway, like, you know, you're just getting to another level. But we do learn on a need to know basis. And a lot of people don't get involved in serving because they go, I don't know what what I'm going to do. Listen here, come to the training, 9 to 10 a.m., 5th of August. It's going to be incredible. And for us in the church, we always see people coming to God, coming to the life of the church um, every week by, by God's grace. But we, we see a bigger group of people come in the front end of the year. We see people come in September, and then we see a massive open door in December. And so what we know is People are going to come into God's house across this nation. And we want to be one of those churches where God can look at the church and say, they're ready. And I'm going to bring more people into that church. I'm going to draw people to salvation. And the best way to get ready is for us as people to put up our hands, get trained and equipped. And so we can be ready to serve those people. That's why we got our training. It's not just a, another way to get you hyped up. It's actually, uh, uh, we, it's actually a plan that we can be ready for what God wants to do in this community and the city. So I encourage you to sign up for that. So this is our Sunday before we step into our prayer and fasting. Uh, We do it twice a year. We do 21 days at the beginning of the year and only seven days in the middle of the year. You guys are going, okay, only seven years. But nobody's thinking that. Anyway, um, even as I mentioned prayer and fasting, some of you are blocking your ears going, what is he talking about? As your body shouts out, don't listen to a word he's saying. Uh, But um, we go into this time to reset, uh, to reconnect with God. Uh, There might be many things that have stolen your attention. Uh, Maybe your flesh is leading you, even as the winter season, uh, your flesh cries out for a bit more food as your body gets cold. Um, but, But we know we are children of God. 
and Scripture says the children of God are led by the Spirit of God. And so we set aside time to be filled with the Spirit of God. A simple way to do that is to make room for God. Um, we see in the Old Testament as the jars were full, the oil stopped flowing. And we don't want to be people who are full of stress, full of worry, full of anxiety. Our schedules are full, uh, but there's no room for God to move. So we take this time to reset uh, in a way to tune in. But I find there's this, there's this growth. Uh, it accumulates. There's this snowball effect in my life as I continually put time aside to pray and fast, to connect with God, that the fruits of the Spirit in my life um, are gradual but inevitable. They break through. And, and I told you guys a story about the man who was buried and he had an acorn seed. And it was, as they put the coffin down, the acorn seed was there. And they put a marble stone over the gravesite. And over, year, over many years, this, this acorn grew and, of course, broke through the marble stone. And that's what happens with us. Even as we keep being filled with God, keep growing our relationship with God, um, our sin that feels like marble-like stone is broken through by the Spirit of God as we keep growing the, the fruits of the Spirit. So it's an awesome opportunity to keep connected to God because it's very natural for us to be connected to other things. And Jesus actually says to the disciples, when they couldn't rebuke a demon, he says, you perverse and faithless generation. Of course, a picture of being perverse is connected to your flesh. And, and, and then he says, and faithless. So, so you can be very connected to your flesh and your faith can be on a low. Um, so how do we overcome that? God says, well, this comes out through prayer and fasting. Well, we see a solution there. As we pray, we connect with God. And as we fast, we disconnect with our flesh. And, and so it's an opportunity for us to connect with God. You might actually be doing the fast with us. Leanne and I will do a full fast. We just do liquids. Um, and then um, for five days. And then from Friday to Sunday, we're going to do a Daniel fast. And on Sunday, we'll, we'll break that fast period. For others of you, you might want to do a Daniel fast. Uh, you, for some of you, you know the best thing to do is actually do a device fast. And, and, and you'll be blown away at how much time is created. You're on your device or sudden you walk to your house, you're like, you guys live here, who are you? Are we your family? Anyway, we haven't seen you for ages. Um, we normally just send you memes and message you. Anyway, but um, <laughs> so, so even just a device fast, create all this time just to connect, to refresh, connect with God. And the crazy thing is, if you on your device a lot, you'll find you're actually more fatigued and tired. Um, and so even just getting off that device already, <laughs> is going to do something phenomenal for you. But, but, it's, but you're going to create some time, space. For some of you, you might actually just join us on the Monday to Friday prayer nights. So we're going to be doing that uh, from 7 to 8 p.m. We start 7 p.m. shop, end 8 p.m. shop. And we've got View Kids available. And, and uh, we never run over time. We want people to know this is, uh, they can get their children home, they can get home. And we actually have prayer and worship Incredible nights, full of God's presence. This place is packed out. It's an incredible atmosphere. And, and if you've never been to one of those, I encourage you to taste and see how good God is. It's an incredible night of prayer and worship. And, and, and I believe so many people are going to receive breakthrough. Chains will fall off. Prison doors will open. 
people be healed. People who fast in the Bible, Isaiah 58, they got direction, protection from God. God heard their prayers. Um, and, and all these things happen as we pray and fast. But the best thing is we get close to God and we actually get in tune with the leading of the Holy Spirit. That's the main goal of our prayer and fasting. Not to twist God's arm, but for us to actually hear the, the, the Spirit of God, God's Spirit lead us. And, and so that we can prepare for the, the next six months. So why don't you join us in the journey? Why don't you, um, maybe your, your first time is just walking away from your normal schedule and coming to our prayer nights. Maybe for you, you know you need to fast. Maybe it's a partial fast. Maybe it's a device fast. Uh, but I encourage you to make the most of this season. Um, and don't miss out on this invitation to really be full of God. Uh, tonight, I'm going to kick off. Um, just talking about what happens when you praise God and we're going to pray, start praying for this nation. So if you want to double dip, remember people who go to church twice have a better chance to get to heaven. If you know that, but you don't want to get to heaven and they ask you if you went twice and you go, I didn't. Anyway, they put you in the side room. Anyway, so you don't want to mess with that stuff, but that's a joke, of course. But, uh, but tonight we're going to be kicking off the week and you can write out your prayer request and just really get set for the week and have some prayer goals, but it's going to be an incredible time. I was at a sports event. My, my daughter played at, and I had this guy speak, uh, CJ Stundy. He actually played rugby for, uh, for Ireland. He actually started off um, in Riversdale. Uh, that's where he grew up, and, and this sports event was in Riversdale, so he spoke, and it was quite interesting how uh, he got told by his rugby team he was playing for the Blue Bulls that he was too small, and when you see him, he's pretty big, so... They must be really big. Anyway, so, so they said, no, we want you to play a hooker. You can't play on, on the side of the scrum. And he got a call from Munster. It's in Dublin, Ireland. Um, and he goes there and he ends up being offered a sort of a contract. And he, he starts off and he's got six weeks where he doesn't have accommodation and his budget's low and he's really sort of getting in there, he's training with the team and they put him in hotel. In a hotel, And he gets there and he says that, you know what I mean, he doesn't understand English already and now he's like in Ireland where the English is at a whole different level when it comes to their twang and so he's trying to listen and he jokes around how, you know, where he grew up, they taught English in Afrikaans. That's when you know you're really in Afrikaans area. They, they teach you English in Afrikaans, you know what I mean? And so he says he was already on the back foot. So, so he, says he goes to this awesome hotel. He sees what they, the, the rugby club's paying. And, he's, and, and he, he goes, flip, just the, this is a nice hotel. And, and so he, but his budget's tight. So he goes to the local shop and he buys two-minute noodles. And um, he buys boiled eggs. And then when he plays every day, he says they, they, um, the, in the Irish culture, they make cabbage and bacon, and, and that's what, and he says, so, so pretty much he had this plan to get through the six weeks. He, he used his kettle in the hotel room, and he, put, he boiled the eggs in the kettle, and then he, um, he broke the eggs, and he used the same water to do two noodles. I know people all cringed at that point, but he said he, he bought like a green bag and a yellow bag. It, was all, it wasn't just regular two noodles. It was like made a Chinese two noodles. So he didn't know exactly what was in those two noodles but, or the flavor. But he says it was fine, and he did that. And he says the, the club like was like, wow, this guy's really invested into our culture. Look how much cabbage and bacon he's eating every day. Like he was just chowing it. Like, you know, so, and he said like he did this for six weeks. He says he would walk past in the morning. He says, he doesn't know how he got, but he'd just walk past. He'd see people eating in the morning. He'd come back in the evening after training the whole day and he'd see people eating steaks and mashed potatoes. If you know anything about the Irish, 
they love their potatoes, but that's connected to the war. But, but, um, and so he just looked at them and he went up to his room and put his kettle on and um, went through his routine. He says when he checked out, um, the lady was like, did you enjoy our stay? And he says, he wanted to be polite. And he thought he was saying, yes, it was great. But it ended up being, it was art, very nice. Like, you know, like he was joking around, like, because now his English has gone to another level. But, but he said, then the lady said, did you enjoy your complimentary, complimentary breakfast and supper? And he was like, yes, thank you. Like, you know, like he was like, like he walked off and he was like, number one lesson I want to teach you today is learn to speak English. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, though everyone else in the world is speaking it. Like, and, um, and it was just a funny thing. He did three lessons and that was his funny thing. But, but for so many of us, we're walking past that nourishment and, and the, the thing that's really going to fill you, bring you peace and joy. And, and then one day you find out, oh, it was a free invitation. Those who draw near to God, God draws near to them. And, and he fills them with his spirit and he gives them peace and he gives them joy. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. And yes, you might have a great plan, your two minute noodle plan and you being strategic, but God has not closed anyone in this room off to being filled with the spirit of God. And, and the, the children of God are not only led by the Spirit of God, but they have this invitation to be filled with the Spirit of God. And the, the word for be filled with the Spirit of God, is a continuous word. It's an opportunity daily to be filled. But for us, we miss out on this opportunity to get all that God's is sort of offering to us because we get distracted. And it's very normal. We are human beings. They say that you and I are like sheep that go astray. Um, that, that even though we have a shepherd, we act like sheep without a shepherd. And if you study sheep, you'll know that sheep aren't that clever. And then he says, we're sheep. <laughs> Sounds a bit offensive. But we need to realize that in our natural state, we do wonder. We wander off. We miss out on good things. We put ourselves in dangerous situations. You and I were designed to stay close to the shepherd because he will lead you in a quiet, to that quiet stream. He'll lead you into that pasture. He will let you be filled. And, and you and I without God are, are astray and in danger. And, and have you ever seen that meme of the sheep that jumps in the ditch? And then the, the farmer pulls the sheep out. The sheep hops along, jumps back into the ditch. You know? And so you and I shouldn't be neglecting our time with God. We shouldn't just think, I'll be fine, because we're not fine by ourselves. We need to actually be close to God. Of course, you and I were also designed to worship. It's not that we were just designed to worship. We also desire to worship. It's actually one of the things we want. So if you don't direct your worship, you'll just find something else to worship. And the way you figure out what you're worshiping is you look at your schedule, your time, your talent, and your treasure. It has a path that leads to a throne. And whatever you put your most time, your talent, your treasure in, that's what you put in the throne of your life. And, 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 and some of us have got good things on the throne. God doesn't say they're bad, but they're just not good gods. There's only one God who's good. But, but we end up putting other things on the throne of our life. And we end up worship, worshiping it, and we actually make this average exchange. And you've got the opportunity now to make a great exchange. 
where you come to God, you draw near to Him and then He draws near to you. But you end up drawing near to other things. You just draw nearer to your career. You need to be a steward. I'm not saying, I'm not speaking about laziness. You, you, you draw near to maybe your hobby and you need times of refreshing. But God says, if you draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. And us as sheep need the shepherd near. Romans 1 verse 21 says, For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being and birds and animals and reptiles. Yes, this is people in the Bible um, putting something in place of God. Do we really do that? Yes. We put other things on the throne. It's a substitute. You you might be putting um, material wealth on the throne. I believe God wants to bless you and you need to be a steward of what he gives you and you need to work hard and you need to be growing. And um, But it can't be your God. There are blessings. As soon as you make it God, you, you're really putting yourself in a dangerous place. You might say your, your car is your God. You know, when you're young, you want that car. Anyone bought a car and then you said goodnight to it in the garage? You know? Come on, those car lovers. Out there. There's some awesome cars out there and cars are great blessings, but they're average gods. Um, maybe at your house, you've always said, once I get this house and, and, and you, 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 you scroll everything, you've got your Pinterest board and this is how your house and your house is going to save your life. And I just can't wait for people to come see this house. Your house is a blessing, but it's an average God. Maybe it's just a sports thing. You, maybe you're so stressed out. You're like, at least the Premier League soccer is coming back. And that's not okay. Unless you support Liverpool, God's not happy with that. <laughs> but it, you know, if you're a Liverpool supporter, then it's fine. Because you never walk alone and they sing a gospel song before the games. But I don't want to talk too much into that. But no, it's not fine. These are huge blessings. But the crazy thing is you go, do people really do it? We do. We do make other things our God. Come on, when, when you, you can't miss that thing or, or you would do anything to reach your dream, even walk away from God. Maybe that thing has become your God. And, and so even intelligent people in the Bible turn to worshipping idols, idolatry. They made other things a priority above God. And the question is, does God really take first place in your life? Or do you worship the things that He created? Is, are you more worried about what He created, what people think about you than what God thinks about you. Because you might be getting to a place where you, you praise people more than you praise God. You actually would be more concerned with people affirming you and liking you than God saying, well done, good and faithful servant. I'm not saying get rude with people. That's just stupid. Because once you actually are living for the applause of God, That's when you can truly serve man. But when you're living for man as your God, you actually can't serve them because you always want something from them. But when you're fulfilled by Jesus, you've got so much to give to your world. John 12 verse 42. Yet at the same time, many among the leaders believed in Him. These are religious leaders. But because of the Pharisees, 
they would not confess their faith because of the, the people who were sort of the, the hierarchy in that religious time. They wouldn't confess that they believed in Jesus. They wouldn't confess their faith for the fear that they would be put out of the synagogue. For they loved praise from men more than praise from God. And of course, once we get to this place where we want to please people, we can't actually truly serve God publicly. Maybe your faith has been a secret you want to keep. But God's actually calling you to go public with your faith. There's actually a scripture that says, as you acknowledge God before others, He acknowledges you before your Father in heaven. Maybe you've actually gone astray because you've been driven by your feelings. You're living for pleasure. Happiness is your goal. Your feelings drive you. You even worship God when you only feel like it. And so that's why we have these times of fasting where you actually plan to worship God and you make it a practice and you actually grow in the worship of God because you were designed to worship. You want to worship. You can't switch it off. If you don't direct it, it's going to go in the wrong direction. That's why even when the Satan tempts Jesus, Jesus says, you only worship and serve God. That, he, he, he mentions Scripture and He shows us the pattern. We were designed to worship and serve God. We weren't designed to worship material and serve material. We weren't worship, designed to worship people and serve people. We were designed to worship and serve God. Maybe you've just become a sports Christian. What I mean by that is you go to Cape Town Stadium, the Stormers are playing. We're playing in the final, 60,000 people there. We're watching 30 guys in desperate need of rest. While there's 60,000 people in desperate need of exercise. And that's why we've even doing our dream team. We're saying, hey, get involved. God's called you to put your hand to the plow. You know, if there's any testimony in my life, that my life's breakthrough came when I started to serve with no strings attached. You know, I've heard people say, you're never more like Jesus when you're serving God by serving people with no strings attached. That's why we encourage you to try Dream Team out. You, you haven't really lived until you start to serve others. It's the most refreshing thing. One of the keys I've sort of made, I need to always find a place where I can give and serve. There's nothing like it. It's the most refreshing thing you can do with your life. And, and so maybe you become a spectator and it's time for you to actually get up and serve God and serve people. And even as you do it, draw close to Him because He says He'll draw close to you. Maybe it's your preference that's taking you out of getting close to God. Andre, well, I only like this kind of music. Oh, I grew up in this church. I grew up in a traditional church. I had to wear, a, I had to wear um, a suit. Well, I could only get my suit jacket when I was 16. And, and so I could be stuck in that tradition and go, you know, I only worship God in this kind of setting. But, but, but we should worship God how He likes to be worshipped, not how we like to worship Him. It should not be about our preference. You know what I mean? It's, that's why marriages get stuck. Well, I feel loved when you make me tea. Well, I feel loved when you make me coffee. Well, you know how much tea I've made you all my life. I've just been telling you how much I love you. Well, I only love coffee, so I don't feel love. Well, so you swap it around. Yeah, I'm going to make you coffee. I'm going to make you tea. Oh, I love you so much. You just found out what the love language was. Well, God's the same. 
you want relationship. He would like you to find out how He likes to be worshipped. And maybe your preference has kept you out of connecting with God. If you look at the Hebrew word for praise, th- these are the Hebrew words for praise in the Bible, in the Psalms. Halal, to rave, to boast, to celebrate. They say halal worship is when people see you worshiping and they stop identifying you as an individual. They start seeing you as a person who worships God. Have you ever been to a sports game? You don't go, hey, there's John. You go, hey, there's a whole bunch of Stormer supporters. Hey, there's a whole bunch of Springbok supporters. Hey, there's a whole bunch of Liverpool supporters. People of God. Anyone like him? But, but uh, they connected to who they're supporting. You know, you draw colours. We've got, we got an, a World Cup in the City Depot World Cup. You're going to see people dressed in their team. We're going to see them as supporters. When you praise God with that like that, people see you as a worshipper of God. That's how God likes to be praised. The other thing is they say yada, to acknowledge it publicly. Barak, to bless by kneeling and bowing. Zama, to make music to God with strings. Shabak, to address in a loud tone with a shout. This is found in Psalm 63. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will shabak you as long as I live. That's actually what the original language would say. I'd shout aloud. Toda, to lift hands in adoration. A lot of people say, do you go to the Happy Clappy Church eh, where they like lift their hands? Did they just come up with that thing? Eh? Like, why do they do it? It's in the Psalms. It's actually how God would like us to respond. Then tequila, not tequila, tequila. It's pretty, it sounds pretty similar, exuberant singing. Anyway, but um, but there's a joy in the house. Psalm 108 says these things. Oh God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give you zama. I'll give you praise. Even with my glory, I will yada. That's another word for praise. Oh Lord, and among the people, and I will sing tehillah unto thee. Of course, exuberant singing. This is how God wants to be worshipped. And maybe your preferences is keeping you away from connecting with God. What does God really want from us? I'm running out of time, so I'm going to tell you quickly. He wants us to worship Him. To thank Him with sincere affection. 2 Chronicles 6 verse 9, For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to Him. This scripture was mentioned in the back end of King Asa having an exper- experiencing an awesome victory against the Ethiopians and God gave him the victory and then he turns from God and he starts to look for solutions from human beings and God sends a prophet, Hananiah, um, and, and he says, you turned away from God and he jails the prophet. And, and this scripture says, if you would see God, if you'd be committed to God, He will be strong on your behalf. God would like you to worship Him wholeheartedly and not look for your solutions in man and in the world. He'd like you to look to Him for your solutions. Um, God would like you to surrender. And this is a week of surrender. God, I offer you control. You, uh, I surrender to you. Of course, Romans 12 verse 1 says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Living sacrifice. In the Old Testament, they killed the animals. It was a dead sacrifice. God would like us to bring living sacrifices. What does that look like? It's you and I coming alive and surrendered. That's what a living sacrifice is. 
I'm making myself available to you. I'm, and so even with the dream team, we're saying, hey, be a living sacrifice. Come, make yourself available, serve on team. But, but, but in this week of prayer fasting, you're surrendering again. You're coming alive. You're not coming with a dead faith or a dead worship. You're coming with an alive worship. You, you're a living sacrifice. And number three, this is a time where you're going to make room for God. You're going to create space. You're going to include Him in the rest of your year. You know, it says that, I love it, when it speaks about Jesus in Isaiah 53, it says that He was a root that grew out of dry ground. You know what that tells me? You can put Him anywhere and He will grow. He'll bring breakthrough. If you feel like your marriage is dead, make room for Jesus. If you feel like you're stuck in addictions, make room for Jesus. If you're stuck in anxiety and stress, make room for Jesus. If you're stuck in financial debt, make some room for Jesus. He can grow in dry ground. He can grow in your life. He doesn't need circumstances. He needs a space in your life. He doesn't need perfect. He just needs you to make some room. And as we pray and fast, we're making some room again for Him to move for Him to grow. You want to stand up quickly? Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. The roots that grew out of dry ground. Nothing's impossible for you. If we would make space for you in our marriage, our relationship with our kids, our business, our personal life, our schools you will grow we make space for you in this country God where it seems dead where it seems to be dry ground we thank you you will grow the miraculous will happen Just with every eye closed, the Bible says those who call on the name of the Lord, they'll be saved. The Bible says as we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Not only does Jesus want to save us, but He also wants to be the Lord of our life. What does that mean? It means He's first in our life. He's not second. He's not first in the list. He's not on the list. He's never played second fiddle to anyone. And so we come to Jesus and we ask Him to be our Lord and our Savior. If you're in this place, and you know God wants you to come back to Him. He's, you maybe have sensed a, a spiritual knocking on the door of your heart. You're sensing God's saying, this, today is the day of salvation. You have to wait one more day. The Scripture says, today is the day of salvation. If that's you, I'd love to lead you in a confession, a prayer, where you ask Him to save you and be the Lord of your life. Some of you, you might be coming back to God. If that's you, why don't you give me a wave? Say, Andre, that's me. I need to pray that prayer. Will you lead me in that prayer? Just give me a wave. With every eye closed, I respect. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? Just say, I'm coming back to God. I sought the Lord. And He answered. He saved me. Anyone else? Just put, pop your hand up if that's you. I don't want to miss out. I'm praying for you. God bless you. Awesome. Awesome. Let's pray together. You can put your hand up. Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner. Thank you that you're faithful and just to forgive me of my sins. 
I call on your name. Will you save me? I confess that you are the Son of God. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. Because of this confession and this belief, the Bible says that I'm saved, that I'm changed, and I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, just thank Jesus for this place. Can I ask everyone just to look to the right there? A door is open there. We've got men and women counselors. If you prayed that prayer, you might have put your hand up. Maybe you didn't put your hand up, but you prayed that prayer. Your next step is to tell somebody. Go, you can go to the family member or friend, but tell somebody, I just gave my life to Jesus or I recommitted my life. If you need any other prayer, you can also make your way there. Remember, we are selling fed, cook and mince. You can grab that for 25 rand. Tonight, we're doing a worship. I'm going to be talking about what happens when you pray. So we're going to be praying for individuals, for the nation. We're going to kick off our week of prayer and fasting. It starts tomorrow morning. Um, and remember, you can sign up for Dream Team. Buckets will be out as you walk out the doors. You can throw it in the bucket. God bless you guys.